views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. Wow. Welcome. I want to welcome everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. It's really great to be chatting with all of you today. We've got a great lineup. And, you know, this is what I love. I don't even know what I don't know sometimes. And, uh, you know, and I love that about my life. And, you know, what does that even mean? I mean, if you're somebody like me, You've gone through life and have had a few bumps in the road. And along the way, you stop long enough to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, maybe I shouldn't be going down that pathway with my life. You know, maybe there's something else that I should be doing. You know, maybe maybe this thing that I thought about career and job and, it, you know, that I thought was going to give me a peace of mind, maybe that's not it. And then all of a sudden, something devastating happens. And your life goes in another direction. And that's part of our conversation today. But first, let me say hello to Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hi, Pat. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. And yourself? Obviously doing well. I mean, you're here. Good. Pretty good. You know, we don't have a Skype issue like yesterday, the global Skype. Uh, brown out or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bizarre. It, and how well Mercury in retrograde. Hello, so I think that had yeah. uh, plenty to do with it. And uh, we all got yeah. through it, though. I mean, for the most part, it's all a build up for tomorrow. Yeah, it's all a build up oh, for yeah, the yeah, equinox. Yeah. It's all a build up. Well, whatever it is that you believe in, but one of the things for sure that you know I've discovered along the way is that there are some things that happen in life, and I want to just say this. You know, for many of us that are in the world, you know, we have come down this journey to understand what happens sometimes in life. You know, my sister is uh, someone that had a rough life, even more so than me. And, you know, what happens when you have a family member and you just watch what their journey is like and you just love them? But you know at some level, you don't even know what you don't know. Well, my sister went down that path. And, you know, on one day had to admit herself uh, into the hospital because she was having an asthma attack. And, you know, what does that even mean? You know, what do we even know about that? But what do we say about asthma that we don't know a whole lot about? Well, first of all, that's what today's show is about is to begin to take a look at what the Allergy and Asthma Network is doing, you know, what this leading nonprofit is all about, 
and you know what their dedication is to to ending needless death. How do I know about that? My sister was one of those. You know, how do you go into a hospital for a what some people consider a minor incident only to not wake up the next day, only to find out that a dear family member has passed away. But how many others, how many children now in the world are we watching with allergies that are carrying around special injections for themselves? Uh, But this is really a bigger conversation than anything that I'm about to have. And that is why Tanya Winders is joining me here today. You know, breathe better together with Allergy and Asthma Network. Breathe better together. What does that mean? And, you know, the question mark, I guess, you know, for Tanya is, you know, has allergy and asthma uh, got us singing the blues? Yeah. Yeah. It not only has us singing the blues, but it is definitely confounded uh, and confounding people. You know, how many children right now, as well as people at every age, are we watching, you know, just suffering? And not really quite understanding why or how. But that's because Allergy and Asthma Network, that's because they are right there and helping folks with outreach, education, advocacy, and research. And yes, it is so important because we don't know what we don't know. And today, that is the conversation we're going to have. You know, that is the conversation that... uh, that Tanya is going to take us along the way and on this journey to help us understand not only what her passion and commitment is all about, you know, but who she is, President and Chief Executive Officer of Allergy and Asthma Network. It's a leading patient advocacy organization dedicated to ending the needless death and suffering due to asthma, allergies, and related conditions. And, you know, for those of you out there, I'm going to say this, okay? If you think that we are getting better around this, we are not. We are not. And so today, we're going to be speaking with her about a tireless effort, her dedication commitment to helping all of us understand the challenges, the challenges that we're facing in the world today with this, who is now affected, how has it changed, and how this mother of five kids four of whom have asthma or allergy uh, issues ranging from 10 to 17 years, how all of this blends into a life that enables her to become an advocate but a spokesperson and have a job that fulfills a vision. Tanya, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Well, and you know, you are perfect for answering a question that I've been asking for 13 years, right? You know, here you and I get to talk. I never thought in a million years that I would be doing what I'm doing. It certainly didn't happen by me sitting down with a big old big business plan. But it's paying attention and looking at things that show up in life. You know, what has taken you and put you smack dab in the middle of this journey to get you here on this show talking about uh, a conversation about, uh, you know, allergies and asthma? What is it? What are the challenges and obstacles that you personally had to overcome uh, to get you right here to this very moment? Well, again, it is a journey, and certainly mine has taken its fair share of twists and turns in unexpected ways. Uh, I actually began my career 
about 18 years ago in the pharmaceutical industry, and the very first pharmaceutical company that I went to work for had allergy and asthma products. And as I grew um, in my career and in my professional journey, um, I had increasing roles with pharmaceutical device and diagnostic companies all in the allergy and asthma space. Simultaneously, we began our family, and uh, I often laugh and say it was not part of my dating profile. Perhaps it should have been, but uh, my husband has <laughs> terrible allergies. And as we began to, as we married and began to have our own children, um, our own children began having these conditions and the symptoms of often associated with allergies and asthma, like atopic dermatitis or eczema, and some GI issues, and then seasonal allergies, and then some intermittent asthma. And so it became both a professional journey and a personal journey for me over the past 18 years. And then three years ago, I um, actually had been working with Allergy and Asthma Network from a volunteer capacity for several years when the president and founder, Nancy Sander, decided to retire after 28 years of service. And at that point, she and her board of directors approached me about um, leading the organization as president and CEO. And, you know, part of this is really looking at how we go from there to where we are. I mean, one of the interesting things that, you know, I'm starting to really look at is, you know, the level of awareness that we uh, actually could have around, uh, you know, asthma and allergies, especially as moms, right? And, you know, we're talking about being a mother as well. And in looking at how this all began as a mother and looking at the puzzle, right, the puzzle that, you know, Nancy Sander had in looking at, you know, her own daughter's allergies and asthma. Isn't it interesting when we step back and we think about our children and the challenges that they go through to help us become inspirations and advocates? I mean, look at you, right? You didn't put a big old business plan together and said, you know, I think I'm going to become an advocate here. Right. Right. Well, it it is very interesting how life's uh, events certainly and our circumstances shape our attitudes and behaviors and beliefs and ultimately drive us to be and do something bigger than ourselves. And I think that um, specifically in the case of Allergy and Asthma Network, that's what we really attempt to do is to first engage individuals to help them become more aware about their own condition or their family member's condition and then secondly, educate themselves to become, thirdly, more empowered and to overcome these conditions, to not allow these uh, chronic conditions like allergies or asthma to hold you back or keep you from activities of normal daily living. And once you can do that for yourself, then you're on the journey to truly advocating for others and you know, to taking that next step of helping others and making sure that public policy and research continues to really ensure that we can have the right treatments and access to those treatments and therefore also get better health outcomes. Well, and, you know, this is part of the conversation that we're beginning today, you know, so that when we are looking out in the world, we know who to go to and how to get there. You know, who knew that back in 1985, who knew that something would be created that started to build momentum? And what does that mean? Today, we're going to take a journey, right? We're going to take this journey together. What does speaking out for patients actually means? How do we go from 85 to now speaking out? We're going to take you on a journey so that all of you can find out more. 
And here's the way to begin. Go to allergyasthmanetwork.org. Allergyasthmanetwork.org. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to see what this journey has been like. What is the history? What does it mean to tap into grassroots? And how is this now today more important than we ever imagined? Stay tuned and help us save lives. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. My dream is to end homelessness. My passion is living a green life. My dream is to end poverty. My passion is volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer. My dream is to leave a better world for my children. We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basili is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world. To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. Become a self-actualized professional coach, mentor, and leader, and make your difference in the world. The Rainer Institute has trained people from four continents and is the top-rated accredited coach platform in the world. You'll learn skills from a program created by Mark Rainer as a result of 35 years of research as to what actually works for positive, lasting change. Come if you dare and give your life a chance at making the difference it so desires. Visit RainerInstitute.com to learn more. Do you want to transform your life's trauma and challenges into the gift that your life was meant to be? It's time for you to take control of your soul journey to heal, grow, and shine. Manifest your destiny with Wendy Wolf, soul transformer, energy, and psychic healer. To start your soul journey, contact Wendy at healgrowshine.com or email Wendy at wendy at wendyrwolf.com and start your adventure today. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com.
Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. It's great to have you all join us here. We're so thrilled about the series. We are starting with the, um, you know, with talking about something that many of us are aware of. Certainly, if you have watched any films on television and especially in the movies, one of the things I'm really struck by right now is in these blockbuster movies. Have you ever noticed this recently? Even the zombie movies. Have you ever noticed this? There is at least one child that has asthma or that has an, uh, an allergy. And think about it. If you go back and you think about this, you know, what are we showing in our mega blockbusters around the vulnerability of children? And why are we showing it? I mean, what this represents in so many ways is a consciousness now that is coming to the forefront. You know, it's kind of like this is not an anomaly anymore. Why do you see this so much in our pop culture? And how little do we know? Allergy, asthma, network.org. Allergy, asthma, network.org. And I'm so thrilled to be doing this series with Tanya Winders joining me here today. And here's why. As I said before, we don't even know what we don't know. The thing that we do know is that the number of people suffering from allergies and asthma is accelerating at every age. Tanya, thank you for today. And I know we're going to talk today about where we were, where we're go where we are, and where we're going. And I thought it would be great to talk a bit about how did we get, you know, from mothers of asthmatics, right? How did we get from mm-hmm. there to the next level? How did where do we go from eighty five? Sure. Sure. Well, again, and thank you for the opportunity to share a bit about the organization's background. You know, if you think back to 1985, uh, if you think back to 1985, certainly we didn't have the wealth of knowledge, the wealth of information at our fingertips through the World Wide Web that we have today. And for Nancy Sanders, she had a daughter who had very severe asthma and life-threatening allergies, and she was in and out of the hospital as a single mom with multiple children, and, you know, really looking for where she could find medically accurate, patient-friendly materials. And unfortunately, it continued to come up short. And so Nancy decided to sit there at her kitchen table with her typewriter and hammer out a newsletter that she could share with other moms in the clinic that she was uh, actually visiting with Brooke. And so she did, she did that, and then that newsletter was actually picked up by the Kaiser Permanente system and shared throughout the system as a patient newsletter. And that picked up some national media attention, and the organization was born out of that effort. And so, you know, it really does show the power of what one mom on a mission who wants to, uh, you know, seek out her own information and education, but also share that with others, can do to change a community. Now, 30 years later, we have over 2 million members at the network. And 90% of those members are patients and caregivers, families just like yours and mine. And then 10% are healthcare professionals that commit their life and their work to this space of allergy and asthma. You know, and this is really what we're talking about is someone has something that's happening in their lives that is directly related to, uh, and let's just talk about it, you know, not just the thriving of children, but the surviving 
of children. You know, many people don't really get that we're talking about a wide range of conditions that happen. Everything from having a great day go bad, as you said during the break, to a life that is lost. We we still don't have a sense of that, do we? No, you know, I think that most people fail to realize that actually 12 Americans die each and every day because of asthma and allergies, life-threatening allergies here in our country. And that's astounding. Again, these are conditions that we, you know, by all stretches of the imagination, certainly do have good guidelines-based care. We have good established treatments that work the majority of the time. And yet the fact that this is the most common chronic childhood condition and has such huge financial burden on our country, um, $56 billion in the case of asthma each year and over $25 billion in the case of allergies each year, that in and of itself is $80 billion that these two conditions are causing, not to mention the priceless effort of loss of life. And, and having 12 Americans die every day because of these conditions really is just astounding and a tragedy, a shame that shouldn't be. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we're also going to address is, is as we move forward in the, the radio series we're doing is, you know, what is really important? What do we need to do? How do we go from typing on a typewriter now you know, to expanding the the outreach. How do we how do we do it? And I think most people are baffled by waking up one day and ha- holding a child or a family member or anybody in their arms. You know, as both Linda and I have done on numerous occasions. You know, with a family member and saying, "Are we going to make it to the hospital in time?" You know, so part of this, isn't it, Tanya? Part of this is also understanding what can be done from a preventative point of view. Absolutely. Prevention is so very key when we're talking about these conditions because there, again, are are very distinctive steps we can take to preventing an asthma flare or a life-threatening allergic reaction called anaphylaxis. And so being prepared, taking those steps of prevention are absolutely critical, and we will certainly spend a great deal of time on those as as they're the first step to really... uh, correct awareness around these conditions. Now, I want to talk about the network for a minute because this is really setting the stage. I mean, you know, we talked about somebody having a passion. I I love how we all get together here. You know, I dialed the wrong phone number 13 years ago and didn't hang up, and here I am today. This is not something (laughs) I planned. But what was key to me in my journey was kind of like you. It was six months after saying yes to this, I got very, very, very sick. Uh, and mm-hmm. allergies was one of the first thing people checked on. And by the way, this was the only thing that I could do. So it's interesting how we all get guided to be here. You know, for you, mm-hmm. you live, and if I should say, breathe this every day. This is something you're immersed in. And I wanted to ask you this question. Out in the world, what do you see the greatest challenge is right now for us? What is the greatest challenge? Clearly, we're not typing on a typewriter anymore, but that doesn't mean we're not faced with some challenges. Oh, yes. There are still so many challenges. I think that one of the foremost challenges is certainly that there is such a wealth of information Mm -hmm. and knowing where to go, who to trust, 
what information is, is appropriate for each individual is something that is, is, can, is very overwhelming. Uh, when you've got the, the Internet and all of the, the voices coming at you, whether it be from your healthcare professional, your physician, your school nurse, your best girlfriend, your mother, your you know, sister, daughter, friend, all of those individuals giving you advice about your health, sometimes it can be overwhelming and confusing. So certainly hearing that uh, reliable voice, that credible voice, knowing what that is, and trusting it, believing it, and then having someone there to, to just support you through the journey, whatever that journey may be and whatever you may face along the way. Yeah. You know, uh, here we are, we're talking now, this is this is the world we live in. And you touched upon something I find really fascinating, because I'm finding this kind of a little conundrum, and found this along the way in my own kind of journey. You know, if you go back 13 years, I know this is hard for us to do. You know, many, many, many of the listeners listening 13 years, you got to be kidding. I was like in high school or something. <laughs> right? I'm a little bit right. older than most. But if you go back 13 mm-hmm. years, we weren't going to connect on Skype. There wasn't going to be like internet radio was just mm-hmm. literally being born, but it wasn't mm-hmm. taking on. Now we get emails and texts from people in Belarus that are listening to the show on their smartphone. This is the world of right. information. How do you manage, you know, how does Allergy Asthma Network manage, manage getting the correct information to people? Well, we do it through a variety of different channels. I think that first and foremost, you know, we we partner with professionals who are experts in these topics of asthma and allergy. We are the official lay patient advocacy lay organization for the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, and we work very closely hand-in-hand with those medical experts to ensure that everything we write, everything we put out, is medically accurate. And then secondly, we work with some of the health literacy experts across the country to ensure that it's easy to understand and digest, that even someone at a fifth or sixth grade reading level could understand the information, comprehend and digest that information, and then apply it accordingly to their lives and to their situation. So I think that that's, you know, again, at the very essence, what we do is taking that medically complex information and presenting it in an easy-to-understand format for individuals, no matter the walk of life or where they're coming from. Wow. You know, we're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we're going to take a look at what the network does and who are the people that are involved, as well as how do we take this conversation, right? How do we take it to key legislators? Why do we want to do that? Why is that important? Important, And what, what road have we gone and what strides have we, have we made to look at conversations with government to get support along the way? The question mark is, is anyone listening? Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. Again, allergyasthmanetwork.org. Check it out. When we come back, we're going to talk about where we are, what we've done in terms of getting congressional support, and where we're going. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Not, not, nothing to worry about. 
A morning filled with dynamic, inspirational music, spirituality, and uplifting messages by T.J. Woodward. Come and connect with community conversations and awaken your senses. Awakened Living Sundays with T.J. Woodward. Join T.J. every Sunday in the San Francisco Bay Area Chapel at Fort Mason and live streaming online 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time. To learn more and access the live stream, visit www.awakenedlivingsf.org. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Clairvoyance, a gift few have, and even fewer match the powers of one of America's best. Dr. Linda Salvin. Dr. Linda's uncanny ability drills to the core of your issues to bring you quick and accurate answers and predictions. In more than two decades, Dr. Linda has helped over 75,000 people on national radio, by phone, in person. When you need answers, Dr. Linda makes it clear. Book your time with this legendary seer now. Click on lindasalvin.com or call 888-509-1077. Calling all dreamers. Are you living your dream life? Actualize your possibilities with Life Coaching Radio and your host, Deb Stetzer. If you're feeling stuck in a rut, Deb is here to help you turn your dreams into a reality. Life Coaching Radio. Dream it, live it, be it. To learn more about Deb, visit www.mylifecoach.us. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you are ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. It is so great to be, you know, to have Tanya joining me here today. And, you know, as we said before, this is the first of a series we're going to be doing uh, with the Allergy and Asthma Network. And for those of you out there, go to allergyasthmanetwork.org. And what you're going to find when you go there is you're going to see 
that this is a place that is available for both patients and for healthcare profession professionals. Um, and I want to talk about this in, in this way a little bit, Tanya, if we could. I mean, we touched upon where we were. Now, here we are. And I just, I just touched upon the fact that you all have made some great strides in bringing this to Washington, D.C., so to speak. And I, I want to take a moment to talk about that because that is a big thing, whether or not we know it, protecting patients' rights. Right. Well, I, I absolutely. And, you know, I think that this is an area that most Americans, we fail to really connect public policy and health and how, again, just a few people speaking out, raising their voice and, um, you know, really sharing what the concerns are of the millions of Americans living with these conditions, the difference that you can make. And so for now 20 years, we've actually held the annual Allergy Asthma Day on Capitol Hill. And it's an opportunity to gather hundreds together. We make face-to-face visits with our federal decision makers, members of Congress, as well as the Senate, and share about the issues that are facing our families and put forth legislation that's going to help advance that public policy and ensure that we have access to the treatments that we so desperately need. And so um, in the last you know, 10 years, a couple of the things that we've been able to do in that respect is um, 10 years ago, we, we worked with uh, federal decision makers to pass a law so that students can self-carry both their asthma medication and their uh, life-threatening allergy medication, their epinephrine auto-injectors, in school. And so this allows students, if they are age-appropriate and um, emotionally maturity, you know, ready to actually share those, um, uh, to actually carry those medications and administer them as deemed appropriate at the time of an emergency, they have the right to do so. And subsequently, 50 states have also passed that same measure. And then most recently in 2013, we worked with the federal administration, the Obama administration, to pass legislation whereby schools can stock epinephrine auto-injectors for anaphylactic reactions. What we learned by looking at the data is that actually 25% of first-time severe allergic reactions occurred in school without a previous diagnosis. And so that's why it's so important to have the stock epinephrine on hand and be able to administer it when that emergency happens. Uh, you know, the, and the question mark that comes up for a lot of people is, okay, why now? I mean, you know, hasn't this always been going on? You know, what have we done in the past? But there really is, uh, there really is a little confounding variable here in the forefront, and that is really, you know, talking about the increased numbers that are appearing uh, of people that have allergies and asthma. And, you know, by the way, we're going to talk about this in more detail in one of the later shows we do, what that actually means. But folks would, you know, would ask the question, okay, why now? Aren't we seeing an astronomical rise in this? Absolutely. And so at this point, again, asthma is the most common chronic childhood condition affecting about 7 million American children. In fact, there are on average two to three children per classroom who have the diagnosis of asthma. And then likewise for life-threatening allergies, 
we found that, again, life-threatening allergies, food allergies, and medication allergies, insect-sting allergies are also on the rise and impacting about 15 million Americans. So again, as you're seeing the rise of the prevalence of allergy and asthma, there's more and more need for these types of public policies that can protect people and also allow them to be more preventative in their care and prepared. Uh, you know, I want to ask you a question because, you know, look, you've been really side by side with this. But, you know, as, as many of us know, you know, sometimes the journey comes to an end, as it did with Nancy, Nancy Sander, when mm-hmm. she retired, right? And then here right. you are, here you are. Now you are now coming into the forefront as president and CEO. I want to, I want to take a moment and ask you, what that was like for you, what the passing of the baton was like. Yeah, you know, I I think that it's a wonderful opportunity when you've known someone and you've known their legacy and the organization for a length of time. And and so certainly I think um, on one hand it was that how do we pay respect and honor due to Nancy Sander and to the legacy that she has created of the organization for the past 30 years. Um, And we certainly have had a number of ways to do that through a retirement celebration, through our 30th anniversary celebration. You know, we've recognized Nancy and her contribution and all the wonderful uh, foresight that she had to create the organization and to grow and sustain it over the first 28 years. And then for me, it was really an opportunity to step back and say, who do we want to be? How do we want the legacy of the organization to live on for the next 30 years? And how can we leverage our strengths that have been established in the first three decades, uh, but yet channel them in new avenues and new ways to reach even a broader audience and to get the message out more widely so that more people can have the benefit of the resource of Allergy and Asthma Network? That's what I'm that's really part of the conversation is really looking at where do we go from here. You know, there are so many things that we're discovering in the world of information and communication that we don't you know, I love I love this thing that I have where we don't even know what we don't know. As a matter of fact, you know, we were sitting there today and you know, we're looking at some new technology we're developing to do exactly what we're talking about here is address this ever-changing landscape of information that people want and information they don't want. And you and Mm -hmm. I were talking during the break. And uh, unbeknownst to the many, many people that count people, they clearly missed the boat that women were listening to positive conscious talk radio. They were leading the field and that they are affluent, they're educated, and they're tech savvy. 92% have smartphones and they take it with them. Now, this is really the conversation, right, for you and I to have about how do we let them know about us? Because you see, it's not a matter of will they listen because they've already got that, that, they've already got that laid down, but they are, they are wanting to hear a message that they not quite sure they know that they really want to hear, but is necessary. So right now, and that is a challenge because again, yeah. there are so many uh, different sources of news and information, yes. and so how do we make sure that they are listening and getting that credible 
relevant, accurate information in the timely manner, but also in the format that they most desire. And so I think that that's the real key as we're looking at how we grow as a network and how we present materials. It is more of that online, on-demand, utilizing a variety of different channels like video, audio, in addition to the traditional print resources and things that we've always provided. Yeah, this is really part of a big, big conversation. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about the network and we're going to talk about what does it mean to get involved, how you can not only support it, but how you could help spread the word. As I've said before, for many of you out there, just go allergyasthmanetwork.org allergyasthmanetwork.org when we come back we're going to talk about what this means in terms of its members uh, how you can become more involved and and what does it mean to help spread the word and become your own outreach machine stay tuned we'll be right back Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. What if there was no right or wrong way to be a great parent? Join Access Consciousness facilitator Glenna Rice as she and Dr. Pat invite you to be the questionable parents you truly are and empower you to know and give the awareness required to create ease and joy with your children. Join Dr. Pat and Glenna as they focus on parenting for the modern family. Tune in every month to the Dr. Pat Show on air and online at TransformationTalkRadio.com. We Carry the Light with host Dr. Susan Allison is the show that inspires you to find the light within and shine your light in the world. You'll hear from guests who model how to be the highest, brightest, most evolved, fulfilled, and conscious humans possible. Tune in each Thursday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and let Dr. Susan help you discover that you carry the unique light that only you can shine. In retirement, will you have enough money to live life on your terms? Everyone has retirement questions, so ask Prize Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman, financial advisor today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601-108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA and SIPC. 
Let the transition begin. Tune in to the hit show, Majestic Insights Radio, Success for Life's Transitions, with host Carrie Keith. Carrie is a gifted intuitive coach, healer, and teacher who will lead you through her empowering techniques of ancient wisdom and awareness so you can live your happiest, healthiest, and most vibrant life. Let Carrie teach you the tools of transformation that will help you experience success for all of life's transitions. To learn more about Carrie, visit www.majesticinsights.com. Welcome back, everyone. Tanya Winders joining me here today, President and CEO, Allergy and Asthma Network. And for those of you out there, uh, Tanya is going to be able to tell you, first of all, how you can get directly involved, how you can get more information. And it really is, you know, something we're going to be talking about for a long time to come here because there are so many, so many ways that uh, we want to share information, but also so many things that folks don't know. If you go to allergyasthmanetwork.org, allergyasthmanetwork.org, you're going to see a number of ways to participate. But Tanya is actually going to walk you through. Tell tell us a bit about the network. Uh, who can be involved, and what can they be involved in doing? Absolutely. Well, thanks again for that opportunity, Pat. You know, I think that the truth of the matter is. Absolutely anyone can be involved with the network. It's not only patients, but also caregivers, family, friends. It's also healthcare professionals, whether you're a school nurse and treat kids with asthma, or if you are a, a primary care physician, a pediatrician, a respiratory therapist, or a subspecialist like an allergist or pulmonologist. Anyone who really is focused on that guidelines-based quality care for allergy and asthma that's who we're looking to be a part of the network. And maybe it's just that you just want a little bit of information. You've just received the diagnosis that your child has a food allergy or that someone you love has asthma. And so certainly you can engage with the network either via phone. We have a 1-800 helpline that's available and manned by certified asthma educators and health educators. We also have our website, which is available 24-7, and we have a, a Spanish website for those who are Spanish-speaking to visit as well. And then we have a host of printed resources. We have a host of online educational, uh, continuing education courses. Um, we have, you know, all of these different ways that you can get plugged in and get information um, that is medically reviewed and patient-friendly. Secondly, if you want to get involved in conducting asthma screenings or doing health fairs in your community, we'll provide the resources and tools to help you do that. If perhaps you are at a level that you feel, okay, I know this information for myself and I want to help educate others, then we'll certainly uh, partner with you to um, go into your community and provide those resources and support materials for you to educate others within your own community. And then another way, of course, is to join the network as a personal member or a professional member. We have free levels of membership, so it doesn't it doesn't cost anything to join and to get access to the information. Um, and then if you want to get our print resources, of course, there's a small charge for those. But otherwise, all of our resources are free and widely available and certainly provide a, a unique opportunity that you can tailor to your desired level of getting engaged and participating in the network's activities. 
And, you know, this is also an opportunity to, you know, get information that is also accurate because that's one of the things that we, we're, you know, we're going to be talking about is, you know, what are some of the things, what are some of the news out there? Now, you will be, uh, you know, one of the things let's talk about for the network is this is not an organization where we just sit around and collect information. This is an organization, you know, you travel to conferences, you hold conferences, and it really is to build up a momentum of information in action. It's what action can we take? Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the ways that you do get involved in the in the community, in the outreach. Yes, absolutely. And thanks again for that opportunity. You know, we, we really do believe that once you are informed and engaged and educated, that you'll want to move to that level of empowerment and actually being more actively involved. And so we have, we provide opportunities for that, whether that is participating in a support group in your own community or starting a support group in your community. That also could be attending one of our events, like our U.S. Anaphylaxis Summit. We have two of those coming up in October and one in Dallas and one in Boston and just held one out in San Ramon, California. And these are opportunities for a multidisciplinary stakeholder group, both parents, patients and healthcare professionals to gather together and talk about ways that we can advance public policy in this area and how we can educate our communities and empower our communities to achieve optimal health outcomes, even in the face of allergy and asthma. Well, I mean, you know, there are so many things that we can talk about. I want to ask you this question because this was a discovery for me. And, you know, you heard me share at the beginning of the show how my sister went into the hospital, you know, to get treatment for asthma and never got out. And, you know, and I I think that we're going back to the time frame that we're talking about here where the organization was founded, you know, where, where information started to be provided. But there are professionals as well, aren't there, Tanya, that don't know you know, how to handle situations that don't know, even, for example, that whether or not their doctor's office is okay for a, a, someone that has asthma to even be in. I mean, something like mm-hmm. that, for example. Yes, yes. And, and again, it, it breaks my heart to hear stories like your sister. And unfortunately, we hear it far too often at the network. And yet the truth is that all healthcare professionals are not necessarily well-versed in the latest, greatest treatments and technologies for asthma and allergies. And so it is a buyer beware world out there. And we as patients have to be better educated and informed about even choosing the right clinician, choosing the right healthcare professional, and being a partner in that shared decision making rather than the traditional way of the doctor said it, now I'm going to do it. You know, we need to come alongside our healthcare professional and really work collaboratively with a patient centered care team approach in order to determine what the optimal goals are for each individual and then work toward removing the barriers to achieving that goal. 
And, you know, part of what you and I are going to be talking about in the shows that we're going to do is what can parents be more, you know, more aware of? I mean, we're talking about a number of different things, clearly, right? Well, I talked about my sister in the hospital. But, you know, sometimes parents don't know the signs, don't know the early symptoms, right? We think, ah, Judy's just coughing over that peanut butter, but that's no big thing. So isn't there multi-levels of awareness that have to happen around this? Absolutely. I think, you know, that that definitely um, it it is about a journey. It's about taking that initial step uh, when perhaps you're first diagnosed and beginning to learn about the condition. But 10 years down the road, when you've been living with a condition for that length of time, or 20 or 30 years down the road, certainly you have a different level of understanding. You have a different level of um, respect and, and engagement around the condition. And again, then you also have the opportunity to volunteer and help others or to donate to an organization like Allergy and Asthma Network and help us to do the work of, of raising that awareness and sharing those key messages across the world. Well, you know, this is the beginning of, you know, getting the word out to our listeners and knowing that there is a solution because that's really what, you you know, you all are providing. You're providing solutions. And this is really what's so absolutely exciting and amazing now, you know, is not just to have conversations about what the problem is, but conversations on how people can come together in the solutions. Thank you for today. And I have one last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Well, you know, I think that the, my personal message would definitely be it, it, life is a journey. It's not about a destination. It's about a journey. And coming along like-minded with, alongside like-minded people with a purpose and a passion to have the best life you could possibly have. And, again, not being defined by a chronic condition like asthma or allergies, but our understanding that that's part of who you are and the journey that you are to lead and doing that with optimal outcomes. Wow. Thank you so very much for today. I want to thank everybody for tuning us in and turning us on. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back more with the Dr. Pacho, but for now, please make sure you check it out. You go to the website and not only will you find out ways for you to get more information, but also ways to support allergyasthmanetwork.org, allergyasthmanetwork.org. We're going to take a short break, everyone. Tanya, thank you for your time today and a fabulous conversation. Thank you, Pat. Wow. We've got more to come. Tanya will be back. We're going to lay out an entire radio series going into next year. We're going to talk about things that are seasonal. We're going to talk about how to get involved, and we're going to talk about how to save lives. We'll be right back. (music) 